it helped me a lot uh, through uh, the grief stages. Welcome back to finding your spark again after a loss. Today, we're going to talk about how to recover really quickly after the loss of a loved one. And I have today my guest, Dua Ali. So let me tell you a little bit about Dua before we get started so you know why she's here and what she has to offer. So uh, Dua Ali is an RTT, Rapid Transformational Therapy Practitioner. Dua is on a mission to help people free themselves from the limiting beliefs that hold them back and prevent them from living the life they always wanted. Beside being an RTT practitioner, Dua is also an ESL, English as a Second Language teacher, and a federally accredited interpreter in Canada. The thing Dua takes most pride in is being a mother of four wonderful children. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dua. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me today. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm excited to get to talk to you. Uh, rapid transformational therapy is uh, something that we maybe um, our listeners have heard a bit about, um, but I know that the idea of going faster sometimes can be really appealing after you've gone through a loss and and gone through the, the beginning of the loss, right? So in the beginning, it can be very overwhelming to go fast. Like there's sort of this instinct to go like, everybody slow down. I just want to go hide under the covers for a while. Yeah, but uh, but after that and you, st and you decide, yeah, I'm ready to come back to life, then to be able to go faster can be a, a real uh, benefit. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and how that works? Uh, yes, uh, so I will uh, I will speak about my own experience first. So I had three maternal uncles who are really dear to me and I was almost raised by my grandmother because uh, my mother was working and um, she used to take me to my grandmother's house to uh, to take care of me until she comes back and mix and picks me up from work. And um, I had three maternal uncles. They were the young children and uh, they were still home. So I learned something from every, from every, each and every one of them. And when I look back, I found that, that my character was really affected by every single one of them. And I learned something from each of them. And I lost one of them back in 2014. And back then I knew nothing about RTT. And, uh, and I lost the second one uh, in, uh, in October 2021. And I have just graduated RTT a month ago. And, uh, and it helped me a lot uh, through uh, the grief stages. And uh, what I did is that the first time I lost my maternal uncle, and he was the youngest, uh, I I just did as you just mentioned. I just hid. I I isolated myself completely. I uh, I locked myself in my room. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to eat. All I did is that I I cried, uh, and and that, that this is all I did. And um, it was losing him was a was a, a wake up call for me because I found out that oh I didn't uh, 
I didn't connect with him enough even though I learned a lot from him and he was such a cheerful person and I remember that when we were young my sister and uh, my sister and I he used to uh, travel with us for vacations when we go at the beach and he used to uh, stand next to the bed and tell us horror stories before we go to bed but the 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 thing that is most surprising is that he used to tell those horror stories in a so very much funny way that it it didn't even seem as horror stories anymore and uh and when my maternal when my oldest maternal uncle passed uh he was he actually was the dearest to me and he had the 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 most effect over me because i learned from him something that i consider the best thing that anybody ever taught me he taught me to read think and form a point of view about everything in life even if this point of view was different from his and we when when we had a family gathering i remember that we had our discussions and we have um um, there, there are areas of life where, where we, we, where we don't see eye to eye, uh, like um, our political views, for example, are so very much different. And I remember that he used to respect that and listen to me, and even encourage me to have a different point of view. And and that taught me a lot. So losing him, and I wasn't uh, when he passed. He actually passed suddenly. It was a shock for the whole family. And, um, and and I, I was not there, I was not in the same country, and I haven't seen him for years. So I was stuck in denial, and I felt at the beginning when my brother told me about it, I felt, no, this is not happening. And I, and I switched right away, and I felt angry with myself that why I didn't keep um, more contact with him. Yes, I used to to keep contact every now and then, and uh, but through texting, not I never called, for example, and, and I started to blame myself. I should have called more. I should have um, connected with him more, and and then I went right away to bargaining, which is another stage of grief. And I started to pray, God, please, please let him, let him rescue him. Please don't let him die. And and I'll do anything. And I will, I will contact, I will connect him with him more. Not only with him, with all my relatives. I'll do this. I'll do that. And and then when he passed, I was still locked in denial because I. It was very difficult for me even to say, uh, uh, my uncle may his soul rest in peace it was it was very difficult for me to say that at the beginning because i was still stuck in denial but then i thought to myself i i really bounced when i look back i i feel that i really bounced back really quickly way faster than i did with my uh, with my maternal when my with my youngest maternal uncle passing back in 2014 and that was because I thought to myself, wait a minute, I shouldn't react this way after what I've learned in RTT. I'm a different person now and I should use what I learned. And what I did is that I gave myself a session, an RTT session, and I went within and asked myself, why, why am I stuck? Where am I stuck? Am I stuck in which stage? 
of grief am I, I am stuck? Is it, uh, am I stuck in denial or is it anger or is it uh, depression? Wh wh which stage am I stuck in? And I found out during the session, it, it came up. Why? Because what, what, what we do during a session in RTT is that um, we regress the, the client back to um, to scenes from the past that has to do with the root cause of the issue. And the issue here is grief. And because, of course, it's very well known why they, they feel grief. So I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't regress myself to why I feel grief because I know I, I regress myself to why I am stuck in denial. And it, it, was, it was easier for me to find the root cause. And then once I did that, I felt a huge relief because I validated my emotions. I released the negative emotions. And I, after I was done with this session, I thought to myself, now what is grief? Grief is energy. And I'm going to use that energy positively. I'm going to transmute that energy to create something that I love and to to help others and uh, to pick themselves up from uh, from from grief smoother easier and faster and move on from it and after that uh, I found myself thinking um, how would my maternal uncle want to see me he, he wouldn't want to see me sad or grieving or crying he would want to see me happy he will want to see me full of energy. He will want to see me achieving my goals. And then I thought to myself, this is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to use that energy so that when he looks at me, he would say, I'm really proud of you. Or you really learned something uh, from, uh, from what I taught you. And, um, and, and this, it was really, uh, really eye-opening. I really owe it to RTT for being able to bounce back faster and to... Well, I wouldn't. Uh, I would never say that that uh, RTT takes away the pain. It doesn't do that. It just helped me go through the pain or the stages of grief smoother and easier. Yeah. So that is a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. And it sounds like RTT really made a a, a significant difference in in a very short period of time, like in one session. Yes, yes. And this is why we call it rapid because what talk therapy can resolve in years, it's not that talk therapy doesn't work, it does work, but it takes a very long time. What, but what, what can talk therapy resolve in years, RTT can resolve in one to three sessions. Sometimes it might be up and up until six sessions or up to six sessions if the if the issue is really complex like PTSD for example. But in general it is it it resolves things and issues really faster. So uh, now uh, with RTT is that an in-person therapy or is that a, a virtual therapy? How can people participate, right? Do you need to go to a local practitioner or can you find a practitioner on the internet like you? It, it, <laughs> it, can, be, it can be both. I worked with clients in person and I worked with clients uh, virtually and, um, and it, it, both, 
whether it's in person or a virtual session, it has the exact same results, the exact same effect. I found in my walking through grief in a, in a few different uh, times in my life that it really matters where my mindset is at and how much I'm willing to let go of the deep, deep wounds that sometimes we want to just sit in, right? I mean, you just feel bad and you think, I just want to feel bad. It's kind of like uh, when you're, you know, you should be working out, but you're eating a bag of potato chips instead, right? It's like, I know I should be doing something else. I think I'll do the opposite of it. And um, often we do that in grief, right? Because we're just kind of accessing that vibrational state, right? Two ends of the same idea, two sides of the same coin, uh, of the same coin. So how much does it matter when someone comes to work with you if they have um, training that teaches them how to change their mindset or if they're just ready to move on? If they say to themselves, this is my moment, it's time for me to to start walking forward. And I've I've sat in this feeling as long as I want to sit in it. And now it's time for me to move forward. Is that an important element? In the work? So what I do when I work with clients with grief is that it is very important to validate their emotions because uh, being in denial is also part is, is somehow us not validating our own emotions, not accepting the situation for what it is and at the same time blocking those emotions that no this is not happening and uh, I, 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 I this is not happening and I'm not going to feel grief. So it's somehow us not validating our emotions. And, and sometimes, uh, sometimes people or society does not accept uh, us feeling deep grief or like, come on, move on. Like you're going to move on from that. So I would tell them, feel your feelings. If you feel you don't want to go out, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to uh, to socialize, do it. So first thing is I validate their emotions, and I tell them that yes, your life is not going to be the same as it used before, like your life changed, but this doesn't mean that your life is not going to be good again. Your life is going to be good again. So validating their emotions is very important. And I walk them through the, the process of grief, the five stages of grief. And then I, I start doing the session with them and regress them to the stage of grief where they are stuck. So the five stages of grief are denial, uh, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So acceptance is the last um, stage, and I don't think anybody would would be would be stuck in acceptance because it's the last stage, and it means that we were moved on or we're moving on already. So I usually regress them to the stage that they are stuck in, and then see why are they stuck in that stage? What's the root cause? And sometimes the reason might be guilt that uh, they they feel that. Uh, they, they, there were situations where they hurt that person, the person who passed, uh, maybe because the relationship with them were not, uh, were not that positive before they passed. So they feel guilty 
they might even carry. I had a client who even felt that she was the reason that person passed because uh, they were a husband and wife and they, they had a fight together and uh, he, they were separated and then after that he, uh, he caught COVID and, and, and he passed. His situation deteriorated in hospital and he passed and she felt guilty. She carried that guilt that hadn't we had that fight and, and we were separated. His immunity wouldn't have dropped and he wouldn't have caught COVID and so I'm the reason. So I had to help her um, let go of, of that. Yeah, and I find um, that really getting to that place where people can understand that um, we all have our own path. And that path, of course, we're impacted by the world around us and the relationships around us, but that that path is our path. And we're choosing it in some way. I'm not saying we're actively, consciously always choosing it, but we could be, right? We could be more deliberate with that. And so making that space between my actions and their actions is a very important piece. I know I, I felt that way a lot uh, when my late husband passed that, boy, we tried so hard to keep him on the planet, you know, and he worked so hard at it and I worked so hard at it and we, we just tried the best we could, but, um, but his, you know, he just slid out of this world, you know, he just, that was his experience. And, um, of course, when you're in a caregiver role in that case, uh, or even in a marital role, as you're describing, uh, you know, when you do things, you're like, oh, if I had just done this three hours earlier or, you know, if I hadn't had an argument in her case, that kind of thing. Um, and that kind of that kind of um, self-abuse and bargaining is is no use to anybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it also reminds me of another client that I worked with. She didn't come, she didn't approach me with an issue with grief, but it showed in the session that she did not process grief because she, um, she, uh, she was pregnant and she came to me with an issue with, uh, with birthing her child and turned out that she, had, she was pregnant before, years ago, and she decided to have abortion. And uh, after, uh, and she didn't let herself grief that child and during the session it showed up that she did not process that grief and that she still carries that feeling of guilt so i had to help her let go of that feeling of guilt and she thanked me after the session and she said um i didn't know that i was carrying that i said no i i tried my best in the session to dig deeper because if you don't let go of that feeling of guilt you will carry it with you with your new baby and it will affect your relationship with with them so it's, it's sometimes we we carry the grief with us and what happens is that those emotions that we oppress and we don't let ourselves feel them they don't go anywhere they just get stored in our body and they come back to attack us and and this is what happened to her because the, the the reason she was having problems with, with birthing is that because she didn't let herself grieve for her first baby that she aborted. She had problems in her body and she a part of her cervix was removed. She had an operation. 
so it it was it was this is why she had a problem in birthing yeah it it really speaks to that vibrational state you know in in my programs we are always talking about that vibrational state and sometimes it's things that you've been through that you can even think that you've dealt with and uh but some piece of it didn't quite get released and so to really uh, own up to that vibrational state and be willing to move forward, to move that energy out of your body is really a big piece of that puzzle. What would you say are some of the um, kind of red flags or the things that people should look for in themselves in order to know maybe RTT is a good thing for me to reach out for when they're going through this process? If they feel that, uh, if they feel that they are stuck in one stage of or another so i knew that i needed an rtt session when i it was difficult for me when speaking about my uncle to my brother or to my mom or to his to his daughter um that i cannot say may his soul rest in peace so i thought to myself wait a minute i'm stuck in denial i cannot accept that he passed i cannot even say it so this is when I realized that, no, I need to, not, not after everything I learned, I'm not going to let myself um, store that grief in my body and then it will go nowhere. It will, it will attack me. So, so you would say if you've been in a certain mode for a while, maybe people are mentioning that to you. Like I know that um, sometimes when people move from deep sadness into anger, the people around them get very uncomfortable, right? Because it's uncomfortable when people are angry. However, they're moving in a good direction, right? Um, for them, <laughs> even though it's less comfortable for the people around you. But do you think that when people, you know, if somebody comes to you and says, gee, you know, you seem to have been angry, sad, remote, whatever that part is that you're going through for a very long time, maybe it's time for you to, to do something about that. Is that, is that really the stage at which someone would reach out to you? Yes. Yes. Mm. They can check, yeah. they can either check with themselves or the, or they can, uh, they can listen to how uh, their family or friends say about it what what they're they're telling them so it's uh it's it's yeah it's really this is this is uh this is when they should really seek help when they realize that they are stuck in in one of the stages of grief so i know that um there are some broad guidelines about the length of time that people spend in the depths of grief, right? So it can be a few months to a few years uh, for that. Um, and I know that with my own process, uh, after my husband died, uh, that that went at a different pace than the people around me expected, right? Because I, I had all these tools. So I was able to walk through my grief quite quickly and not that it maybe ever ends, I don't know yet, uh, but certainly to be able to decide to move in a direction, to take actions, to participate in the world, um, to be willing to accept some new conceptions of yourself because often when somebody dies, you really have to kind of reinvent yourself, even if it's not 
a husband uh, or or a spouse or a or a child or a parent. Sometimes it can just be someone who's a little less in that inner circle, and still it redefines. Uh, it requires that you redefine how you see yourself. And so I wonder, is there a, a general um, sort of pattern that you see that is a length of time between when someone experiences the passing uh, of their loved one and when they end up uh, reaching out to you? I can say that there is a, a, a certain length of time because everyone is different. And um, sometimes people just deny their feelings they don't want to feel their feelings so the the longer they deny their feelings the longer it will take them the longer time they will take to reach out for help so it's it it really depends i cannot i can never say that there is a a certain length of time that that they that one can take so they would reach out that's great so it's all very individualized really so that means that whenever they're feeling that kind of sticky point, that might be a good time to reach out for a health practitioner in some way, right? And yes. in your case, a, an RTT practitioner, yeah. Yes, and not and not let themselves reel for too long in 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 one stage of depression or caught for too long in one stage of depression. So, uh, or uh, sorry, of grief. Um, so I know some clients who reach for help after years, like one client reached for help after maybe four or five years. So that's that's too long of a time for for them to you know to to let themselves let themselves go in life without releasing those emotions. Mm. So, you know, on this show, we always try to talk about uh, helping people to find that spark again. But that really means that we have to uh, uh, acknowledge and work with the entire process, right? Because it doesn't start at that last bit where you go, okay, I'm ready to really tap in to something that feels very, very good. Um, is it appropriate uh, with RTT? for you know if you're if you've moved through grief quite well and you say to yourself okay well i'm functional and i'm going to work and i'm uh, taking care of my children and i'm doing the things that need to be do done in the world and i don't feel horrible i feel okay i feel okay um is rtt something that can help you to get from that level of kind of content to a place where there's a real spark in your life where you can really access joy absolutely so some of the tools i'll give an example some of the tools that that i use during the session or that like all rtt practitioners use is that we let the the, the client have hold uh, what is called a dialogue with uh with the, with the person who passed we we use the power of imagination because uh during uh, the rtt session what we do is that we access the subconscious mind and uh, uh one uh, one of the very important tools that we use in rtt is uh traditional hypnotherapy so when we regress the client to those past uh scenes from their lives that why they are stuck in that stage 
uh, they we we help them visualize that they are speaking with the person and then they can release a lot of emotions this is a huge tool of releasing emotions and that those feelings that they release can can be feelings of guilt they can be feelings of uh, of shame and they it varies it's it's different everyone is different so basically one of the tools that i use is to help them release those emotions by having that dialogue with the person who passed that's great that's really great i appreciate you kind of going through the process of that with us um it's amazing how much power we have in our own selves in our bodies with our spirits with our minds when we use them in these ways that we might not ever think of on our own, right? But we have a practitioner to say, okay, if, you if you're guided in this direction, you can make a real change in what's happening in your experience. So that's really nice. That's really great. It Now tell me, is there anything, if you could only give one piece of advice to people walking through this process and, and doing exactly what we're talking about, really reaching for finding their internal spark, is there one piece of advice you would give them? Validate your feelings don't don't try to disconnect from your emotions because your feelings are there to be felt you're not your feelings are not there to last but they are there to be felt so validate your emotions don't deny them don't oppress your emotions if you feel you want to cry cry don't let yourself um, i won't say don't let yourself um you know uh reel in, in, in depression for a long time. Seek help if you need and seek help as soon as possible. Don't take a very long time until you, you seek help because sometimes we don't want to seek help because we tell ourselves, no, I can do this on my own. So, and, and I know a lot of people who do that, not only with grief, with, with a lot of other issues in life. Yeah. And do I need it? Do I really need it? You know, the purpose of our lives is joy. So are you going to enjoy it? Will it enhance your, your experience is really that bigger question, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Don't wait until it's, it's too long until you, you ask for help or you seek help because it's, as you just mentioned the purpose of life is to is to have joy so if you if we don't have access for that then what's what's the purpose and how are we going to be able to function in life and achieve our goals and and live life to the full the way we we should or we're supposed to if we don't have access to joy yeah that's wonderful Thank you so much for sharing all of this. Uh, you can reach Dua at liberatedyouhypno.com. Uh, and of course, we're going to put all the links below. So there's Instagram and everywhere. Um, I find that Instagram is a great way to stay in contact. And I know I do that a lot on my Instagram account where, you know, if you get that up to date uh, information all the time in the stories and reels, and there's so many different ways to uh, integrate with that. Um, and of course the website is a great way to reach out as well. So thank you so much for coming and talking to me, Dua. I appreciate that. And, uh, and we, uh, we have learned from your wisdom today. So if this has impacted you at all, please do put a comment 
on the platform that you're listening to it from, feel free to reach out to Dua or myself um, and let us know what did you what did you connect with? In what way can this information help you to move forward? So thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure.